the ultimate Spider-Man review show airs every Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern live at mixer.com forward slash Great Britom. G-R-E-A-T-B-R-I-T-O-M. A link to this stream is in the show notes. Please consider joining myself and Cade every week as we talk about one of our favorite shows of all time. See you then, true believers. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Ultimate Spider-Man Review Show. It is a gorgeous day here in New York City, the home of the amazing, the spectacular, the ultimate Spider-Man. I am joined by my co-host, the amazing, spectacular, the ultimate Cade Onda. Cade, how are you, my friend? I woke up five minutes ago. Hell yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> Fucking lazy Saturdays in quarantine. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm a lazy fuck, so you know how it is. Oh, I, I, I know how it is. Um, so today, <laughs> episode two, we are going to be reviewing episodes five, six, and seven of Spider-Man the Animated Series. Hang out and... Have a good web swing in time. Uh, yeah, so Cade, mm-hmm. cool cool news. So we have been approved for stream, uh, podcast services. So this episode and the first episode will be up together on Monday. And people cool. will be able to listen via that. So that's great. Um, and yeah, so we will be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Basically, anywhere you get a podcast, you'll be able to find us. Um, if you are listening, please consider giving us a review on any of those sites, particularly Apple Podcasts, because that helps the algorithm. If the algorithm sees a new show that's getting a lot of reviews, getting a lot of uh, views, um, they push it to the front page. And then if you get to the front page, then you get a ton of uh, eyeballs on it, obviously. Um, which is how Unranked actually kind of took off because we were very lucky to have a bunch of people watch that. Um, Kate, how you doing, my friend? How's how's life for you right now? Life, life is good. Yeah, I, uh, I have pizza Ooh. from last night. Ooh. But it's still pizza. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, life, life's alright. A little boring. Um, nothing to play. Not a lot to watch. Scoob comes out this week, I believe. Oh, are you actually excited <laughs> for Scoob? Uh, it's something to watch. Sure. So you know, I, I probably would have seen it. You know, and you eventually. can't, and you can't just watch Spider Man three for the millionth time again. Yeah, I, I yeah, I've been watching Spider Man too much lately. So I need, <laughs> to, I need to switch it up. And, and that the Capone movie from Josh Trank is coming out. Oh my God! Wait, Bar- is that what is that coming out? Like what's uh, the, like it's coming out the what to like rent and buy early or so, like should be yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's on like i think it's either tomorrow or monday one okay. of the two okay um and yeah cool and then I, I saw that trailer for that king of staten island from judd apatow about uh pete pete uh davidson David, yeah sure 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 yeah and that looked pretty funny so uh okay all right yeah, well. coming out well, one Very of the exciting. one of the one of the good things we've been watching is some animated series, Spider-Man the animated series episodes yeah. five, six, and seven this week. Um, introduced to some major players when it comes to Spider-Man's rogue rogues gallery, and uh, got a little bit more with uh, well, a lot more, I think, of uh, I'd say of 
Mary Jane. Uh, she plays kind of a pivotal role in these episodes. Um, so let's start with episode five. Episode five being our introduction to Mysterio, the menace of Mysterio, if you will, is the name of the episode. Um, and whoop, let's mute that. Uh, so the menace of Mysterio. Um, there's a museum. The Egyptian wing is uh, being robbed, and it turns out. <gasps> It's by our pal, our friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Can you believe it, Cade? That fucking rat snake <laughs> bitch. I knew he was a menace. <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously, not everything is as it seems. But I tell you what, Mysterio somehow able to really nail like the, the webbing. Like, I know that the webbing doesn't dissolve properly, but like he was able to make it. I don't really understand how he did that. Um, and then... Uh, he, uh, escapes and is all cheeky. Like, he, he kind of nails the character here of Spider-Man. Um, even, even Peter later on goes to say so. He's like, oh, he yeah. kind of got my mannerisms down, but I would never rob a museum. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it, I, it reminded me very quickly off the bat of, you know, a few episodes prior when, uh, Flash, uh, dressed up as Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Yes. But obviously he didn't, he didn't have the powers. No. Uh, Right away, I was like, why don't they just think it's another Flash situation? But he is using his powers and stuff. So it's kind of like, ooh. Where, 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 is, where is everyone getting these like amazing <laughs> one-to-one replicas well, of these Even costumes? in this episode, yeah. Even in this episode, Peter says, you know, I made the costume. And I'm like, how the fuck are every... Like, where do you get the materials to make such great costumes? I like, know. You know, in the movies and stuff, they... That he wears like shitty hoodies and stuff to to you know as his costume at first until you know in the Raimi series they they never explain where he gets his actual like web suit which is like I don't know where he gets that I and know then, also and... Peter pretty pretty good artist too in the Raimi yeah. movies like maybe you <laughs> yeah. should just stick to drawing dude that's pretty good yeah honestly go go work for some comic you go, know have comic you ever heard of a, a company network. called Marvel maybe you yeah I, mean, I think they that. really would like you yeah <laughs> you can create a Spider Man character there and then, you know there you go uh, um, but yeah so. <laughs> Uh, Peter, uh, it's a it's a Saturday morning. It's a lazy Saturday morning for him as well. He's a mess. Uh, he wakes up mm-hmm. in his bed like a literal mess. Like his room is just disgusting, and it's uh, identical um, to mine. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was feeling kind of the same way. Although actually, I just uh, yesterday I was like, "Fuck it, I've got to like make my bed. I can't if I'm spending yeah. so much time in my room. I need to kind of clean up." So exactly. I did tidy up a bit. It just gets messy so quickly, and I don't even know how. I don't even know how. And you feel so much better after you do it. You do. Honestly. You really you, do. You, you don't enjoy the process, but afterwards, you're like, I did a good thing. Uh, so he gets a <laughs> he gets a call. He gets a call from Mary Jane. Mary Jane is like, "Hey, I need to study for my figs." She's doing morning aerobics. She's ready to rock and roll. <laughs> Peter's doesn't want to make her make it seem like he's a slob. So he says yeah. to her, "Oh yeah, I've been up for hours." And she's like, "Well, I need to study. Maybe we can study and like have a little date." Um, I love the chemistry between the two yeah. of them, the back and forth, and it, that's something that is consistent going through all of these episodes going forward. Um, but MJ's performance is fantastic, She's really good, like really, really. I forgot how good of a character and how well written and how well performed Mary Jane yeah. is in this show. Um, and uh, you know, obviously she is this uh, beautiful woman who. Uh, 
you know, is obviously uses uses her her uh, attractive features to, uh, you know, as part of her personality, as part of um, yeah. engaging with people. But she, you know, she doesn't roll over. Uh, yeah, she's not dumb. Yeah, not at all. Like she's, she's yeah, yeah. She she may not like know anything about physics or whatever, and who does? Not me. Um, but she she like you know is like street smart, you know, I guess in a way, in terms of like she can kind of not manipulate Peter, but definitely like she's very sly. Yeah, and she very knows what buttons seductive. to push. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She she's really well written instead of just being attractive mm-hmm. and a damsel or whatever. Yeah. She's like. She's pretty cool, uh, and uh, she doesn't take no shit, as we find she out later. She does not take no <laughs> shit. So Peter's all excited, and, and this is another indicator to me that this episode, these episodes are out of order, because yeah, th- they're, they're talking about their blind date that they had, which was two episodes ago at this point. He mm. was flirt, you know. Well, I mean, we'll we'll get to it, but Peter's kind of a player in this show. It's it's kind yeah. of ridiculous. Um, I didn't realize it kind of crosses over eventually. No, it, oh, <laughs> oh, that, maybe they're not out of order, or like maybe they, some of them are, but like there's definitely some intention here. Yeah, yeah. There, there's definitely intent. Um, so he comes down uh, on the news. It says, "Oh, Spider Man." You know, he's Aunt May's like, "Look at this awful Spider Man." He's like, "That can't be him." That you know, people pretend to be Spider Man all the time. At which mm. point, Aunt May's like, "Well, can he do this?" and shows that. You know, spider. You know, it's it's a Spider Man that yeah. has webbing. He can swing. He can crawl on walls and all this. And Peter's like, "Oh fuck, I gotta go figure this out." So he meets J. Jonah Jameson, who's holding a, a press conference or whatever. And J. Jonah Jameson has this amazing line where he's like, <clears throat> "You call yourself a newsman to Peter." And I'm like, no, he doesn't. He's he's a freelance photographer. <laughs> he's like, no. We <laughs> talked about this in the last episode, but these they they're photographers. They don't get the news. Yeah. They take the pictures. <laughs> and he's freelance too. Like he's not. Yeah, um, exactly. He's not even like an employee. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, you know, it, it, look if if you want Peter to call himself a newsman. You get that man some health benefits. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. People will do the work if the money is there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So Peter is like, I'll take this opportunity to go investigate and see what's up because what's up? And he he finds the webbing and he's like, ah, it didn't dissolve. Like, it's pretty impressive, but it's not my webbing. So I didn't sleepwalk and and commit this crime. Uh, He runs into Terry Lee, who I kind of forgot about his character but is a pretty substantial character throughout the mm-hmm. show especially as we get into some more like morbius and blade stuff which is uh which is always dope um but she seems i she's an original character for the cartoon she actually she seems to fill like the role of like the wolf right and you just figure why didn't you just use that character um, yeah but uh, uh, let me see if she was even around at that point. DeWolf definitely was, because she was like a part of the. She was in the uh, deputy to Captain Stacy. Oh, that's right. De, DeWolf was definitely a character by this point in the comics. Yeah, 1976. Yeah. So, well, anyway, we've got Terry Lee. Terry Lee is like, yo, you can't be like snooping around here. You're trying to steal this webbing. Oh, and she also realizes you're his, you're Sp- you're Peter Parker, Spider Man's paparazzi. Like, do you know anything about this? And Peter is like, oh, uh, 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 you know, like doesn't really have an answer for her. <laughs> um, at which point, you know, she's like, I'm taking this webbing into evidence. At which point, Mysterio shows up, and he's like, I'm gonna. It's really weird because he kind of like pops up and is like, I'm going to, uh, you know. 
I'm I'm going to catch Spider-Man. I'm going to save you from his tyranny. But at the same time, the dude like pretends to fuck up the whole museum. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, why are you terrorizing people? Like you're trying yeah, to pretend to be a hero. Doesn't... It seems like he's a villain. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, you know, I look at that guy who had a fishbowl head. Like he just screams villain to me. I don't, I don't know. Uh, but JJ, J. Jonah Jameson loves the guy for some reason. Hates people in masks, but fishbowls. Okay, <laughs> different story. Yeah, um, transparent, literally. <laughs> uh, so Mysterio uh, leaves. Peter starts is on the bus uh, heading home when uh, some guy with a giant boombox, like just huge. I thought it was a TV. That's what I thought too. Because I had the you just saw the top of it and you saw like the yeah. antenna sticking out. I was like, does this guy just like have a portable TV? That I he's was like, with? fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> um, anyway, so he hears that um, the Brooklyn Bridge Mall is being terrorized by Spider Man. Uh, fun fact: Brooklyn Bridge Mall does is not a real thing. Um, and Spidey's like, well, I'll go check it out. So he goes to swing there, encounters Mysterio, and realizes, oh, this must be uh, Mysterio's doing. Mysterio must be behind this fake Spider-Man. At which point, Mysterio does some cool shit. He's like, I can't fight you here because I need to defeat you at the way you defeated me, or whatever he says. And he does one of the uh, one of my favorite illusions he does in the whole show, and one I remember vividly is when he does the yellow brick road um, out yeah. of the out of the wall toward the Brooklyn Bridge. Pretty dope. Uh, I just liked that. I also like Mysterio's voice. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's a little different than I would have expected. It's it's a, it's the very theatrical. It's like a deeper voice. Uh, big fan of the performance here. Yeah, they 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 go. You know, I'm sure. I don't know if you're gonna talk about it, but this is a pretty classic Mysterio kind of uh, storyline. They mm. you know used it in comics and also Spider-Man: Far From Home, where Mysterio tries to play the hero and yeah. frame Spider-Man for whatever his reasons are in that story. And um, yeah, I I just Mysterio is such a cool character, and, and seeing him fucking pull the rug out from under one everyone every single time and uh in in the ways he does it because like you know they everyone wants to use like crazy illusions and come up with their new things so they don't want you to rip off what exactly has happened in the past and you know like the yellow brick road and like fake destroying uh roofs and stuff like that there's there's a lot of cool stuff i i liked when uh peter was hanging off the side of the bridge and uh he like destroys rubble or whatever to like knock him off and he's like that's fake and then his spider single sentences tingle and he's like oh fuck yeah <laughs> it's not fake that was that was, <laughs> that, was, that was that was really good um yeah so the, well they get to the brooklyn bridge that happens obviously peter uh gets knocked off of the side of the bridge and everyone loves mysterio everyone's cheering everyone's like wow mysterio like this guy has been <laughs> on the scene for two minutes and you're in love with him. Like, this is really bizarre. Also, he just damaged the top of the Brooklyn Bridge. Yeah, what an asshole. Like, a, a, an incredibly historic and important part. Like, New Yorkers would not be happy with that. Let, no, me, let me tell not. you. Uh, the police fly over in helicopters. They're trying to find Spidey. They're like, no way he, he held his breath for so long. He must have drowned. Ah, okay, cool. Let's go get a donut. Like, what? <laughs> what the fuck? Like, how is this any of this cool with you guys? 
Um, I mean, I can't totally blame. Like, what are they supposed to do? I mean, like, yeah, you can go get like boats tomorrow and be like, all right, I guess we should maybe go try to find the body or whatever. But they're like, eh, fuck it, the fish will eat him. So, Peter, uh, and I thought this was cool. I'd never seen this before, but he had uh, at some point fashioned a kind of airbag from yeah. um, <laughs> from webbing and was using that to breathe underwater. And I've honestly actually never seen that in used. Yeah. Out of all, I've seen, I've seen the web parachute. I've seen mm-hmm. the the web trampoline. You know, I've seen him use his webbing in so many different ways, and I've never, I don't think, seen him do this anywhere else in comics or movies or anything. So I thought that was actually kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so let's see. Yeah, so Peter gets home, and then he gets a call from Mary Jane, and Mary Jane's like, "Yo, you blew me off," and he's like, "Fuck." And if I was Peter. I would have been like, fuck being spy. And I mean, he does do this. He's kind of like, fuck yeah. being Spider-Man. Because Mary Jane, you don't, you don't mess, you don't screw that up. You no. screw that up. You're very attractive. You hate yourself, hate yourself for the rest of your life. And I do like here that she's like, hey, in, what did she say? She's like, in my league, you get one shot. And if you well, blow yeah. it, you're done. And I was like, cool. Good, good for you, Mary Jane. Good for you. So then Need Peter. More Mary Jane. <laughs> dumping those toxic bitches. <laughs> exactly. And so then Peter is like, all right, I'm done. This is it. I'm thrown in the towel. No more Spider-Man. You've just been ruining my life ever since I put this costume on. Um, and then he like walks outside and is like, I'm going to go like take, I don't know. He's going to go for a walk or something. He's going to like find his new lease on life when Terry Lee shows up and says to him, hey, I think that Spider-Man is being framed, which I appreciated. I like mm-hmm. the fact that she kind of came to that conclusion on her own and wasn't like, you know, when she pulls up, I'm like, oh, right. she's going to be here to arrest him because she thinks that he's in cahoots or maybe he, maybe she thinks he is Spider-Man and that she's doing this mm-hmm. and he's doing this thing. But she's like, yo, this isn't Spidey's MO. Like, what the fuck is going on? Um, again, just more well-written characters that are actually acting based out of their own character traits yeah. and not just for the plot purposes of the story. Exactly. Um. And then we get uh, what I think is actually a very unfortunate flashback, and it's the wow. it's the Ben it's the Uncle Ben flashback. It's the it's the explanation of why Peter is Spidey, and it's a little weird. It's not only is it a little weird, it's very much kind of shoehorned in. I mean, I get it that he feels like okay, I can't stop being Spider Man because I have obviously great power, great responsibility. But there's a very <laughs> crucial change. There's a very yes. crucial change yes. to the origin. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, do you want to talk about it? Do you, what were you? What, yeah, yeah. So obviously, wrestling match, all that, and then he sees the guy who steals the money from like the front office, and he's leaving. And Peter's just like, ah, I'm just a wrestler. I'm not a cop. And then he goes home, and he finds out the the robber of from the wrestling arena broke in to peter's house for some reason he went all the way to queens <laughs> and and broke in to his house and just shot uncle ben and then left like <laughs> it's like why did he go this far out of his way mm-hmm. to do such a thing like they don't they're just they're not like, i would i would beg to say they're probably not even middle class like barely middle class you know like they're not uh, harvesting any like valuables or anything yeah. so like w- why well um, it's, and then yeah go ahead 
and then you know he goes to like a warehouse and finds him and he's right, like that's warehouse. when i saw him yeah right. and then it's just very strange like what why did they not just make it so uncle ben was at the wrestling arena or something you know like yeah the, it was it was very much rushed um i will say the original origin story is the robber does go to um the house he does like ben dies in in the house right. in the uh, like in amazing fantasy 15 um mm -hmm. yeah he uh the, but it, and it is the excuses though the the robber is just like trying to hide and like he he i think he's like trying to steal that car or something um and so <laughs> yeah i mean it's not great but to me so i actually wasn't going to bring that up what i was going to bring up is that the the crucial change that i think is so important to spidey's origin story um and i think that the raimi movie does the the uncle uh i think the best version of of losing uncle ben happens in in the raimi movies especially with all the the emotional lead up to that moment yeah the, there's a lot of compelling and grand they have you know more leeway to do that in a movie since mm -hmm. like that's the story that they're trying to tell like entirely uh but yeah that that i can't watch that movie and not get a little choked oh, up at that scene absolutely it's it's powerful as fuck um but the important change i was gonna say is that the robber robs the guy and the motivation or the lack of motivation yeah. simply stems from that's i just it. don't want to deal with this and it's not yeah. this um the 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 it's not the wrestling manager fucked peter over so peter's getting mm -hmm. a little bit of revenge it's just uh uh i'm not gonna deal with this and that that isn't inherently peter right like peter yeah. peter is a good guy and yeah. um you know the other the way in which that they the actual origin story does play out and obviously in the raymond movies and in pretty much every other version is that the wrestling manager fucked over Peter, didn't give him his money or didn't give him enough money. And so Peter's like, well, fuck you. Like, I'm going to let this guy rob you. Um, like, why would I? Here's a guy who's obviously at the end of his rope, um, you know, robbing, mm -hmm. robbing from you. You know, there's that, you know, I think there's that great bit in the Raimi movie where the robber is like, says thanks, right? Like as the elevator yeah. closes and you see kind of like this, a little bit of humanity there, just a little bit. Yeah. Um, and yeah, in this one, it's just like there's a robber, and Peter just can't be bothered to deal with it. And I really think yeah, that, it's that really easy. I think that that is just it is a small change, but a very important change, and it and it weakens Peter's motivation. Like I understand that the guy goes to kill Uncle Ben, and if he hadn't stopped him, if he had stopped him, Uncle Ben probably wouldn't be dead, and all this stuff, and that's very important. Yeah. But it's the you know it's the fact of like. Peter acted in his own self-interest by having the robber leave yeah. when it was the guy, the manager fucked him over. Whereas in this case, it's just simply he didn't want to deal with it. And so you still get the great power, great responsibility, like I should have done something because it was the right mm -hmm. thing. But there's also the fact that he was angry at the guy. And it's also like, I also shouldn't be taking revenge. I shouldn't. Exactly. Um, if, if, you know. And that's an important story as we go on and an important moral as we go on because J. Jonah Jameson, you know, all these people fuck Peter over all the time and he yeah, has and to he save them. Um, yeah. And... Um, yeah. They, in other Spider-Man media, they, they demonstrate 
Peter's a good person even like before his powers and stuff, right? Like uh, even in like the Amazing Spider-Man movie, uh, one of the first scenes in the movie I think is he's at school and there's a kid getting bullied. Right, flashes bullied and someone, yeah. yeah, and Peter steps in and he's like, "Put him down!" And he's like, "Why the fuck should I do that?" And he's calls him Eugene or whatever. Yes, and then. Uh, <laughs> And then uh, he drops the kid and picks on Peter instead. So he, you know, kind of puts the sacrifice play. And uh, yeah. it's it's more interesting when Peter is already a very noble person. Mm. And that's what makes him Spider-Man. He's not selfish. He, you know, he, he succumbs to humanity's various pitfalls and stuff of things like wanting revenge and stuff. But, yeah. like, he is first and foremost a good person. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you never really get that sense in the show. No, this and, far. Yeah, and and I mean, you know, I you know, Peter's kind of a dick <laughs> in this show yeah. a little bit. I I don't think he's not a good person, but I do think that he is. Uh, despite the fact that he is uh, older than most incarnations of this character that we see, he's one of mm-hmm. the most immature. <laughs> That's um, incredibly true. <laughs> like, you know, especially when it comes to him, you know, I'm not saying that you can't be dating multiple women, but one of his sure. motivations in the show seems to be he's trying to date Felicia, he's trying to date Deborah Whitman, he's trying to date <laughs> MJ, and he's very adamant. Like, that is his life. Like, that is yeah. his, um, you know, he almost gives him the towel here. <laughs> because MJ, uh, you know, he blew off MJ and she won't, she won't, you know, no take back mm. or whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, let's. Dating mm-hmm. multiple people does not work. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> even if you're like not doing it, you know, you haven't like set like ground rules of being like, oh, we're not exclusive or whatever, and it's not going to hurt anyone's feelings. You have to make a choice eventually. It's a hard choice, and then you're sure. going to hurt someone's feelings for sure. Absolutely. So don't fucking do it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um So. Then we get uh, J. Jonah Jameson. He's like writing up his. He's in the coolest car ever. It has a built in fax machine. It's got a table in the back. Like this, his limo that he has in this scene. Is, yeah, it's ridiculous. It's so cool. And they're like, oh, you got to get fax machine, Jameson. <laughs> right. He, I mean, I understand that he's a multimillionaire. Um, yeah, head of this new. I guess. I guess this makes sense for him. I guess. Yeah, he's like kind of like the CEO, but he still does his news reporting jobs. You know, right? Like, yeah, he he not only he's ridiculous. not only the editor in chief of a newspaper, he's also an anchor for his own company yeah. that he's the CEO of. Like, it's <laughs> this is not how jobs work at all. But we'll nope. we'll accept it. Um, you know, he likes to get his hands dirty. Uh, so Spider-Man shows up on the top of the car. He's like, Jonah, I think you should come see this. Um, I can prove to you that uh, Mysterio is behind this fake Spider-Man. Then Spidey goes to Terry Lee, and he's like, the guy, apparently, I've got some beef with him. It involves the Brooklyn Bridge. So they mm-hmm. cross-reference Spider-Man incidents on the Brooklyn Bridge, and then Peter remembers, oh, it was this helicopter crash. That was a part of this movie being shot, and this guy, the special effects supervisor, put a mortar that he wasn't supposed to where it wasn't. He wanted a bigger explosion, and it ended up uh, destroying the you know helicopter. And so Spider Man webbed him up and turned him in. And Quentin Beck was like, "It's all your fault." And I'm like, "No, Quentin, it's your fault, man." Like, That's if not how that works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he. Uh... 
Quentin really fucked up here, but he's obviously. I mean, he may, he goes on to mention later, like he has a psychiatrist. Like clearly, he's not right in the head. Um, yeah, it's called manslaughter, Quentin. I don't know if you're familiar. Uh, so Spidey goes to yes, exactly. Spidey goes to uh, <laughs> Quentin's old like movie studio that he used to work at. This abandoned movie studio. He finds the costume with the suckers. The suction cups. <laughs> I love this. Suckers. I love this bit where he throws the costume with the suction cups at the wall and it yeah, like sticks. It's really cool. just like hanging there. And he's like, hey, it's rudimentary, but it gets the job done. I'm like, wow, these yeah. must be the most incredible suction cups yeah, in the world. Um and uh and then he also finds the um the cube. The cubes for the he's got these like dice that are yeah. create the illusions, and like I always record. thought they were so cool. Yeah. Um, and they they use that in uh, Far From Home as well, right? The technology, obviously, with the, yeah. the drones. Um, but I I just like the idea of them being like these little cubes that he has, and he just kind of throws them out. Mm-hmm. Then then Spidey finds like a werewolf animatronic in the Mysterio <laughs> costume, and it's just like, ah, ah. and Mysterio just like fucks with Spider Man, puts him on a big rotating dish. He has him be attacked by, um a giant t- uh, dinosaur and, like, some other, like, mythical creatures and stuff. And spiders. Oh, yes, and then he gets stuck on a web. He falls, gets stuck on a web, and then there's these giant, really creepy giant spiders, which I was not mm-hmm. happy about. Again, <laughs> you know, I'm just really glad it wasn't the uh, Black Widow. Um, yeah. And oh, then, fuck. <laughs> and then Mysterio lowers uh, Terry Lee and J. Jonah Jameson, who have come to witness you know, the the great unveiling of Mysterio, but Mysterio has captured them in a net. Uh, Spidey's able to escape and save them. And then, uh, how does he beat Mysterio? I forget. don't even remember now. Yeah. Um, um, he gets, like, he stuck. Mysterio. He gets... Hang on, let me see. Oh, wow. Um, wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, hang I'll on. Stall. Sorry, I was trying to... Um, no, you're, you're all right. Um, one thing I did really like about this episode is that mm. they kind of... They cover the origin enough to the point where anyone who doesn't know Spider-Man for whatever reason, you get the idea very quickly. It takes, like, this episode moves through a lot very quickly, and, and I feel like that's what a lot of the show does. Like, every episode is, like, 20-something minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the, they, they move through everything very quickly. And it's very interesting that they, they don't dedicate like entire episodes to an origin or something. And they just like kind of weave it in when they can and when they can find a reason to. Um, and I think that's appreciated because you don't waste time, but you also get the point across. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Is- and, and I think that um, I think that they do do a good job of speeding through some important moments and, uh, yeah. And things like that, but at the same time, like I said, there's that obviously taking some shortcuts with telling the story, and I think that yeah. it's fine, but it doesn't have any. It doesn't have the impact that you might hope for. Exactly, something like you, that. you sacrifice the emotional capacity for for just story, yeah. which is, you know, I don't know, um, but you know, I do appreciate that they they don't just like wave it off as like ah. Oh, Something happened a long time ago, and that's it. You sure. do get, you do get it uh, to uh, a degree. Yeah, and you know, it's. I think it's obviously a different time as well. Before this, I mean, obviously people knew who Spider Man was, but there hadn't been multiple huge live action movies. There hadn't been numerous, numerous cartoons. You know, the the state of Spider Man media in 
the early 90s was very different from the state it is in now yeah um and therefore you do you do, it almost does require you to tell the you know the uncle ben story whereas now i understand why something like homecoming and far from home wouldn't because we've seen it twice yeah. in live action yeah. form um but anyway uh so other than the changes they did make to the origin and some of those things, I really, really, really like this episode. Um, mm-hmm. We get some great stuff with MJ. We're introduced to Terry Lee, who's a really great character going forward. More great Jonah uh, content. Um, and I think this version of Mysterio is uh, is dope. Yeah. And uh, I don't, did you find the thing for Mysterio? Because I got it. Here. Oh, yeah. No. So so they end up defeating him by uh, Peter is like surrounded by like a bunch of them. Yeah. And Peter's like, let me use my spider sense to figure out which is the real one. He leaps and kicks him and that's it. And he takes him in. Oh, and then the episode ends with, with Mary Jane, with Mary Jane being like, I, I'm going to give you another chance. I, and, <laughs> and, 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 and the bit I thought was funny was she was just like, yeah, I just studied myself. Like, yeah, I just put my head down and did it. And I passed my physics exam. And I was like, cool. we love growth yes people. <laughs> character growth <laughs> acting it's good stuff yes it's great so and overall huh sorry that's the end of the episode that is the end of the episode and a great episode at that uh okay yeah. episode six sting of the scorpion so this uh, so this is where we see peter as a player because it starts off now with him trying to yeah this is where we realize it's really maybe not out of order <laughs> to the degree that we thought it was maybe yeah, I, I, so... don't, I don't know. It's, you know, I really feel like these episodes honestly could be played almost in any order. But they could be uh, <laughs> for, for a lot of it. But uh, yeah, so Peter is uh, with Felicia on a date. Yep. And uh, well, he's she she's explicitly kind of yeah. says it's not a date and that's not a she's, date, but he's just tutoring. Yeah, her. but he really wants it to be a date. Yeah. And he, he wants her to you know, be his lady. And, uh, then his spider senses tingle and he sees a, uh, man running away and Peter changes into his costume, abandoning Felicia, of course, as usual. And, uh, then some crazy shit happens and uh well you can take it from there yeah he uh what well, so uh, looking back at the footage i thought it was weird that he just like chases the uh you know matt gargan down because he's just yeah. like kind of being creepy but i guess his spider sense did go off which yeah, was so he's got some sort of reason which which i guess was in relation to the robbery that happens and i tell you what man talk about reusing animations yeah i know (laughs) yeah i i forgot to mention in the last episode uh there was a moment when peter shows up at the brooklyn bridge uh to fight mysterio for the first time and there's like a shot of the crowd and there's a guy who's like phasing in and out of existence (laughs) like he keeps like like blipping out uh you know animation in the 90s or whatever but yeah. i just i'm like what the fuck did they just not notice that um i don't know it's weird yeah, and yeah in, in this in, the, in this fight we get this animation of spidey like on the like he, that thing he does where he's like upside down on the end of you know he's the the classic pose when he kisses mary jane in the first movie yeah. where he's he's got his feet kind of pressed up against the web he's holding it and he's yeah. upside down and they just had this bit where everyone is shooting at him and he's just like swinging like a pendulum back and forth and no one can hit him. And um, yeah, some really, really bad reused animations here. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, Peter 
uh, defeats the bad guys, and he's like, good thing I set up my camera. So he goes back to the Daily Bugle the next day, gives him the shots. Robbie Robertson amazed at Peter's work. And I gotta say, I'm amazed too. Because photography is really hard. Especially hard. with moving subjects. And yeah. this is the 90s. Autofocus technology <laughs> was not any, you know, manual focus was pr predominantly what you dealt with, especially on a camera of the size that Peter has. And so yeah. the fact that he's getting these shots is just like, it is unbelievable. <laughs> now, I, I'm young, so I don't know, but did they have, they didn't probably have cameras where you could just see the results, right? You probably could get that shit developed. I yeah, imagine. he he. I think he has a dark room. I think in future yeah. episodes we see him develop some photos. Yeah, um, so he doesn't even know, right? Yeah, he <laughs> does. Like, he... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Until yeah. he's like turning them in. Um, <laughs> it's it's it, it is quite absurd. But hey, look, even in the Raimi movies, he gets some amazing shots, and I'm like, dude, yeah, they're fucking insane. There's no like... way that you're getting these <laughs> these, these cameras these uh. Uh, photographs uh, even in spider-man 3 they're like how the fuck did you get that and he's like eh, I oh yeah climbed off the flag I, I almost fell off the flagpole and he's like a flagpole a what flag? <laughs> that <make> any sense <laughs> um so then J, J. jonah jameson comes in uh and he is like how did you get those shots and peter's like well i'm just very good at my job and i'm like no you're not you're a liar you you're cheating <laughs> the system here and then as Peter leaves, he sees that, that creepy guy, Mac Gargan, come into the building. He's like, what the fuck is this guy doing here? Turns out he was hired to t by J. Jonah Jameson to tail Peter Parker uh, to try and figure out. Because Jonah's like, well, if I, can, if, I can if I can follow Peter, Peter will eventually lead me to Spider-Man. And uh, then J. Jonah is like, how could you fuck this up? You're a worm. Um... You know, he starts calling Matt Gargan names, and this is the big thing with Matt Gargan. Uh, he, mm. he does not like to be called names. Um, excuse me. Spider-Man shows up and webs Matt Gargan up and is like, dude, back the fuck off. You don't know who the fuck you're dealing with. Pretty intense confrontation here. Yeah, um, it's like, holy shit. <laughs> but it, it does lead into a little motivation. We kind of get Jonah's motivation. Uh, he hates people in masks because he, I guess as a young reporter, was tailing maybe some mob guy or something like mm -hmm. that. And um, the guy told him, you, literally using the words that, that Spider-Man is using, like, back off, don't mess with me, don't cross me, like, you'll regret it. Uh, and it shows that uh, Jonah, I guess, didn't back off on this guy. And uh, his wife, Julia, who in the um, comics is actually known as Joan, um, his first wife uh, was murdered by this masked man uh, in a drive-by. Um, and I think that this is, uh, if we want to talk about like the little bits of backstory that we get um, as, you know, as flashbacks for characters motivation, I think this is actually really, really well done. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, it, uh, editing one is, it, it seemed like it was like really jarring. Oh shit. There's a fucking flashback right now. Like, it, it was like really strangely interspliced. I feel like maybe I just, wasn't paying close enough attention or something but oh, like interesting. okay uh but uh but yeah it. the actual yeah I, I liked it it was just like the way they like put it in was kind of weird but uh yeah um the actual story there and and the reasoning why is actually yeah pretty cool i like that yeah and we get a little bit later on in the episode he goes on to explain a little bit more but we just get the the visuals here 
So Jay Jonah's like, well, I I'm I never learned my lesson. So I'm going to uh, help <laughs> Fuck it. help you, Matt Gargan, get some revenge, maybe feel more like a man. And he goes and visits a doctor whose name I can't remember at this point. But it was like something hmm. still something Stillwell, maybe? Doctor Stillwell. Stillwell. Yeah. That's yeah. not right. All right, yep. Doctor Stillwell, let's say that. So he goes to uh, meet up with Doctor Stillwell, who has can you believe it, Cade? The return of the Neogenic Recombinator, <laughs> um, which I think actually shows up as like a MacGuffin and like a prop for a mm-hmm. lot more of the show after this as well. Um, I think it might be involved in some Venom stuff later on, um, but this is the device that uh, Kurt Connors used to splice himself with lizard DNA. Mm-hmm. And so they're going to basically kind of do the same thing here. For some reason, they think this is a good idea. To splice Matt Gargan's DNA with um, a scorpion and put him in a uh, giant scorpion suit. And uh, I will never forget the scream <laughs> that, ah! that he has. It's admits. pretty insane. His voice is wild in this episode. <laughs> uh, because uh, they use that scream at multiple points during this episode and in future mm-hmm. episodes of the show. Anytime the scorpion <laughs> screams, it's the exact same. <laughs> They're like we got the one take we don't need anymore exactly it's, it's perfect copy paste <laughs> um but i like th- i like seeing the suit kind of sit on him when he hasn't been turned and it's like all loose and it doesn't fit him and then obviously he gets fucking jacked he's like eight yeah. foot tall he's huge like um i really like the 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 look of uh of the scorpion here very but it, it it's cool looking like it works it's definitely like old school spider-man in like a fun way yeah yeah uh so spidey is swinging around uh j jonah jameson is looking for him in his j3 helicopter and he's like there he is and so then the scorpion attacks him and like just basically is overpowering spidey uh left and right basically all of spidey's moves like the scorpion can walk on walls as well he obviously has the acid in his tail he's huge super strong uh this is going to be a tough fight for spidey but at uh eventually the scorpion sees in like a puddle he sees like the reflection and he kind of realizes that he's given up his humanity in order Mm -hmm. to become the scorpion and so he starts having to freak out a full-on mental breakdown. <laughs> um, it's pretty fucking intense. I'm like, oh shit, this guy's lost it. Yeah, he's he's lost it very very quickly. I mean, I don't know if I was him, I'd be like, you know, I'm yeah, I'm I'm looking pretty cool right now, <laughs> especially in comparison to uh, to how I was uh, before. So he says to he he like points at the helicopter and is like, you did this to me, Jonah. Like I'm I needed you need to change me back or whatever. So the scorpion, uh, J. Jonah then goes back and he's like, what have I done? He goes talk to Robbie Robertson. He's like, I created the scorpion. Robbie's like, whoa, maybe I should quit my job, find a new employer because this (laughs) is unethical, illegal. Mm -hmm. It is wrong on so many levels. People almost died today. And uh, Jonah's like, well, I can't stand people in masks. You know, I hate Spider-Man because I hate, I hate masked men. They, they took the life of my, my love, my Julia. And so I was just blinded by revenge. And so that is what it is. 
Uh, Spidey mm-hmm. is uh, swinging around. He's looking for the um, he's looking for uh, the Scorpion. The Scorpion goes and visits Doctor Stillwell. Uh, J. Jonah Jameson's visiting Doctor Stillwell at the same time. And Scorpion's like, yo, turn me back. And still was like, I can't do it. I can't do it. I don't like have enough radiation or whatever. Uh, the gene, the uh, neogenic recombinator won't do that, which is weird because that's how they fix the lizard. Mm-hmm. So doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense, but it's okay. <laughs> so the Scorpion's like, fine, I'll go find more radiation. He kidnaps Jonah. Uh, I guess Peter and Aunt May have a conversation on the phone. I don't really know what this is about. Oh, it's another thing of like you need to come home for lunch because Anna and Mary Jane are coming over, and Peter's like, "I just can't make it. I'm busy. I'm busy. I'm the fucking Spider Man. You, you, you can't be calling me in the middle of the day for sandwiches." <laughs> uh, <laughs> and she's like, "Okay, don't stay out too late." And he's like, "I won't." Spoiler alert: Spider Man's going to stay out past his bedtime, as always. As always. So he sees. I guess he he finds out somehow that. Uh, uh, the scorpion is going to Oscorp. I guess he. I think he might see like, oh, oh, what's that in the distance? It's the scorpion. Cool. So scorpion goes to Oscorp because there's radiation there apparently, and he's like, where? He's like, I think the radiation is under here. And I'm like, dude, how do you know where the fucking radiate where they're storing the radiation? <laughs> um, they they fight uh in the lab. They. Scorpion uses some acid to like break through, and then Spidey shows up and like kicks him in, and they end up in the lab. Um, and then we get a lot of science talk here because <laughs> it's very much the the actually uh, him talking about it. I'm like, I'm pretty sure this is Chernobyl because the Scorpion yeah. accidentally activates the rods, and everything's going to overheat or whatever, and it, everything's going to blow up. Um, so, but I, I like the fact that we're seeing obviously Peter very in tune with science, and yeah, uh, it was a very uh dark like future there that they were like presenting. <laughs> like, I'm like, holy shit, like they can't say things like killing stuff, but they'll be like, the entire city will be destroyed yeah. by radiation <laughs> and nuclear holocaust. I'm like, okay. All right, and we see Victor it too. For the like kids. we don't even need the visuals, yeah. but yeah. we see this alternative exactly. future where New York City it's is like decimated okay. by nuclear fallout. <laughs> yet Spidey can't punch people. When uh, was Chernobyl? Was that the eighties or the nineties? Uh, it was the eighties. I think eighty-four. Okay, yeah. I think 84. So some kids were probably you know had that fresh in their memory yeah. at this time. Yeah, know, that's a good the point. The 12 year olds. That's a good point. <laughs> that's a great point. Um, and then Spidey also makes a little reference to the tick. He's like, what do I look like, the tick? I don't know. I can't remember what that was in reference to. But he makes mm-hmm. the tick reference. I think that's because the tick cartoon was actually happening on Fox at the same time as this. Yeah, uh, he also makes a reference to adamantium um, in in respect to the lizard's tail. Um, so, you know, a little tease there that, yeah. hey, uh, adamantium is a part of this. And obviously the X-Men eventually do show up. Um, I mentioned the Fantastic Four earlier in the episode, too. Oh, does he really? Shit, yeah, I think I it's when that. he first encounters uh, Scorpion. Mm, okay, cool. Very cool. Well, we're getting tons yeah. of references left and right here. Yeah. Um, and then one of my fucking favorite lines we've gotten so far comes from Jonah. So Spidey and Peter are fighting, and Jonah is like trying to, I guess, distract him enough to have Spidey be able to stop the like nuclear meltdown. Mm-hmm. And Jonah's like, Gargan, you're nothing but a worm, an insect, a silly sap. 
And I lost my shit, Cade, at the word silly sap. At, at him <laughs> antagonizing this eight-foot scorpion-man hybrid by calling him a silly sap. Good um, show. You gotta, gotta get somewhat creative, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, you son of a bitch. Like, you can't... Yeah, you fuck. Yeah, right. You motherfucker. <laughs> you silly sap. Um, so he call, calls him a bunch of names. And then Peter starts calling him names, and then uh, what happens next? Well, they stop him. Um, oh, Peter! Peter! He starts aggravating the scorpion. The scorpion starts spitting acid everywhere, uh, which unveils an electrical panel. And then Peter is like, "Cool, I'll just grab these wires. Don't know what they do. Don't know if these are important to me stopping the nuclear meltdown. But I'm just gonna rip him out of the console, and then electrocute him uh, through the tail." I'm sending you a great picture on Discord from this episode. Okay. Um, right now. It's that. Let me see. Let me see. Uh, oh, you send it over. Oh, over yes, Discord. dude. Yeah, okay. I'll show, <laughs> let me show this on the stream because I... And, and the scream that I'm talking about yeah. plays here as well. Um, the so for audio listeners, there's there's a great <laughs> great look at Scorpion's face and just complete horror while everything's like on fire and his eyes are like basically <laughs> bulging out of his head yeah, <laughs> and, and he's got fangs and the lighting obviously crazy. from the electricity because I you know he's getting it's, electrocuted yeah, at this point it's so good and then that. Scream that you hear is just played again. It's the same scream that you hear when he, um, when he, uh, is turned into the scorpion, which I think was just again just a budget thing. You know, we we had the take, but maybe there was a deeper meaning. Like he is undone the way that he was made, or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, just that. That's the excuse I'd give to people if I made this show. So Spidey webs him up. Scorpion makes a joke about how he should have never, never left Brooklyn. I feel you, dude. I should never leave Brooklyn anytime. Um, Spidey goes to thank I Jonah. Brooklyn was dangerous. Hmm? I thought Brooklyn was supposed to be dangerous. Ah, it's fine. Like... All okay. of New York is yeah, <laughs> it's fine. Well, you know, it's just like, you know, um, especially under quarantine. Don't really. Okay, sure. Not trying to yeah. leave. leave uh, makes Brooklyn. sense. <laughs> so... Um, Spidey goes to thank Jonah. Jonah's like, "Yo, I know that we like teamed up here. Not, I mean, this is the not the first team up they've had. Like, Jonah needs to get with the program. Yeah, you guys are buds. Yeah, this he is won't friendship, have it, man. Though. This is friendship. But yeah, he won't have it. He knocks it aside. He's like, I'm, I'm, I still hate you. It's just like uh, even the Raimi movies, Spider Man One. He saves Peter. Or, uh, yeah, he saves J. General Jameson in his office, and then in Spider-Man 2, you know, he gives up the costume, and he's like, you know, maybe I was wrong about Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. He was a hero. He was a, a thief! Right. <laughs> and then we get, isn't there a deleted scene where he's wearing the costume? Wearing the costume, Is yeah. That, that's an actual well, deleted think, scene, right? Yeah. yeah. It's. I think it might even be in the actual extended cut. Like, I think it's in the movie. Which is, uh, which is wild, because that just, like, plays into the idea that actually he's just obsessed with Spider-Man and wants it's to be Spider-Man, which yeah. know, maybe that is... Which is probably the case. Yeah, yeah. which is probably the case. Um, and then at the end of the episode, uh, Peter's like strolling around. He's like, "Yo, good job, Peter! Another, another, another big bad in the books." 
and Felicia Hardy shows up and she's like, you know what, Peter, I'm for some reason, these women keep giving this guy second chances upon second chances. Mm -hmm. And they uh, they are they're like, you know what? I can't resist your charms. Maybe we can you we can date. And they she picks him up and they go off on a date. Mm -hmm. So Peter, once again, playing the field here. And on the third episode, that's when it really causes problems when we really see the crossover and, oh uh, yes that oh, when the when the uh multi dating multiple people yes uh, they, they have to end up problem. meeting at some point <laughs> um, when your husband meets your girlfriend or right uh yeah whatever it is <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah the, so uh before we get on to episode seven craven the hunter um i really loved I really like this episode, and I think it might be my favorite one, mainly because it so far that we've seen, mainly because I just don't think it has like any of the flaws that some of the ep other episodes do that we talked about. Um, mm. And I like the Scorpion character a lot, and I like the fact that he's unhinged to the degree that he is. Mm. Um, yeah, what did you think? Yeah, that's pretty solid. Um, I, I liked his, just how he is as a power set like mm -hmm. he can like rip his webs off like mm -hmm. he'll like just grab on just and then uh you know his acid and stuff obviously and his tail is very strong um and so i i like that bit of it and uh it's it's cool seeing all these varied villains in action and and of course we're about to move into like a another big storyline with the the next wave of episodes Mm -hmm. um where we'll probably be focused on just like venom and stuff but mm -hmm. um yeah it's it's really cool to see uh you know all these just varied villains it's definitely like you know uh monster of the week kind of stuff which which i really appreciate yeah i mean spider-man's rogue gallery is awesome i think it's yeah. my favorite gal uh rogues gallery in all of comics and uh it it it, it is not just him fighting some scorpion is probably one of the few characters that it does just duplicate his powers here and there but mm -hmm. um the the adaptation of those powers the way that they are different and obviously the uh tail and all the other aspects of him that make him different from spider-man um uh, are really awesome and, and i really do like this this version of this this character agreed um, another another villain i like craven the hunter who is the subject Fucking of episode seven craven the hunter <laughs> we just named it. They were like, "Fuck it." We had Menace and Mysterio. That was cool. We had a little <laughs> I mean, I, it kind Scorpion. of it goes with the like title, whatever the terminology is, like the the pattern, you know, mm -hmm. like. It, but it is just his name. It's just his but, name. This is yeah, like when but... a band has a self titled album, mm -hmm. and it's like their third album. And like, it's just like, okay, Radiohead being like, fuck it. The third album is called Radiohead. Phone it in. Doesn't matter what it's called. <laughs> Um, so, uh, this episode starts off really weird, I think, with just, like, Craven trying to kidnap, uh, Mariah Crawford. It's um, very rapey. It is very, <laughs> uh, yeah, very unfortunate there. Uh, meanwhile, just happenstance, Peter is at Mariah Crawford's labs, because he's, I guess, trying to get an internship with her, um, mm -hmm. Because the the whole one the whole internship with Kurt Connors went tits up after he turned to a giant lizard, <laughs> as you know it would. <laughs> uh, so Mariah is trying to escape from Craven, um, who's trying to take her back home. 
um, to South Africa. Uh, Spidey shows up, they fight, but Craven clearly got um, some some skill, some fighting ability. And so Spider-Man is like, yo, I'm just going to grab you and, and peace out. Um, at which point Mariah Crawford explains that she was a part of a research team in South Africa. Uh, and she worked with uh, Sergei Kravenov, was her bodyguard, I guess. Mm. And um, they were like looking for one of their doctors on the research team who disappeared. And it turned out he had created the serum that enhanced the beast aspects of you but it also like meant that like you had regeneration and all of these mm-hmm. other powers um heightened senses and all of these things and he's got this crazy red hair uh this dr reeves character um, <laughs> yeah it is wild he, he looks like uh i don't even know i've never watched the cartoon but uh-huh. it's it's like an old older like 80s cartoon maybe even he-man maybe thundercats or... thundercats that's <laughs> yeah, what it was. i was gonna say yeah thundercats. <laughs> i was like it looks exactly like that and i was like what the fuck is going on with this guy's hair i'm like this must play a role somehow but it doesn't really no no he doesn't show <laughs> up ever again no uh, it's so insane so he's like i'm gonna go live with my uh lion friends um here's the here's the serum have fun go nuts so mariah tries to return to camp but she gets attacked by hyenas on the way there at which point craven shows up uh sergey craven i'm sorry he's not craven yet uh sergey mm-hmm. sergey shows up fights off the uh fights off the hyenas but gets uh viciously wounded um and i don't know how that works because obviously they like can't show blood or anything we just see his clothes are in tatters but his body <laughs> intact no scratches nothing like they don't even show like scratches yeah you would think like after the fact you could have like scratches or something but i mean i'm trying to think if there's even been anything so far i think I, no i think i think the violence like i'm reading this book um which actually i think i talked about last week it's the ultimate visual history to the power rangers which was a show that was happening at the same time as this one and the, you know, there weren't, the 90s was the beginning of the late 80s with like Ninja Turtles and um, Thundercats was the, you know, kind of beginning of action cartoons for children. A yeah. lot of cartoons up until this point had been very much um, uh, comedic. Um, and then, <laughs> you know, we get things like G.I. Joe, we get things like TMNT, uh, which have a little bit more violence in them. But I think those shows kind of got away with the fact that, well, with like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, they're a bunch of turtles, and they're yeah. fighting this 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 ninja these these ninjas. Um, GI Joe is you know it gets a pass because it's appraises the military complex, which if you can do that in America, doesn't matter what you show in front of your kids. Exactly. Uh, so that was fundamentally, I think, a um, uh, an issue trying to get these. A- these shows made and they talk about Mm -hmm. it in the power rangers book of how they they were very careful to shoot things that looked cool and look like people were like fighting but they weren't really and so i think that even just having like scratches would have been too much with with power rangers didn't they use like because it it's a 
they're like adapting in a way mm-hmm. like the japanese version right yeah so they're using so they they're using the a lot footage. of the a lot of the footage the is action. when they're in costume is yeah what was from the japanese show but they did have to shoot some original stuff and and they also huh. yeah they also have to you know they they fought outside of their costumes too they wouldn't always be yeah. in the power rangers costumes so um yes there a lot of the stuff already existed but they uh-huh. did have to shoot some original content and yeah they had to they they were talking about like um no one could punch anyone in the head you always had to get hit in the chest or the stomach uh so that that you know you look at something <laughs> like this and and Spider-Man like you know they're very careful um yeah. at the time to not uh get a wave of hate mail from yeah. people Anyway, like, like I said earlier, the 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 werewolf thing that he he sees, he doesn't punch it. He just he just like it over, ba- like. yeah, he's just like Ugh. and then the werewolf. Like, ah, <laughs> like, okay, ah, yeah. sure, I guess. <laughs> um, and there's like obviously a lot of grappling as well, uh, especially yeah, a lot here of with especially in this episode, yeah, especially with Sergey. Uh, so Sergey's wounded by these hyenas. He's like ah, ah. and Mariah Crawford uses the serum she just pours it right on his chest i don't know if that's the way to applicate this but it apparently works um <laughs> and he makes a recovery but obviously he's like becomes more and more of a of an animal uh, and so mariah crawford is like i gotta peace out i'm not dealing with this um he's because he i guess she's like i had to just move back to new york and i had to move to new york and uh get away from him because he was becoming more and more animalistic and obsessed with her because they they were in love um Mm -hmm. so spidey's like cool story um i'm gonna hide you out in (laughs) i'm gonna hide you out in this apartment don't worry uh the person is not home he's out of town i'm like at first obviously i didn't know that it was going to be i didn't remember that it's actually a character that we know but even still, Peter, come yeah. on! Like you're just gonna <laughs> shove, you're just gonna break and enter into someone's apartment and let this woman stay here. Um, Whatever, it's fine. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Whatever. You gotta do what you gotta do. You got, yeah. I mean, he's got to save a life, I guess, somehow. So he sticks, yeah, exactly. He sticks her in there, and then like, uh, swings away. He's like, I'll go find Craven. Craven like finds some of Peter's webbing. Sniffs it and is like, I have his scent. Um, then we go back to the apartment and someone's trying to get in. Mariah thinks it is Craven, so she, I guess, goes to hide in the closet or maybe she takes like a different exit. I don't really know. Um, but somehow she gets out of the apartment, maybe through the fire escape, but she drops uh, like a letter or like some papers that she was working on. Very convenient. Yeah. Uh... it's very uh there's a lot in this show that is definitely like oh what a coincidence and you're just like uh, okay whatever we're actually gonna get we're gonna get into uh one of those uh later on um so the apartment we find out that it's actually robbie robertson the deputy editor over at the daily bugle who has whose apartment this is jonah has called him in early from an uh, from his vacation he needs he needs robbie to cover an assignment no work-life boundaries with jonah obviously uh as we demonstrate here um and then 
And then after Robbie comes in, that's when Craven shows up. And Craven's like, I can smell. You're, you must be the other man. That's the whole thing, right? Craven is obsessed with the idea that Mariah has fallen for another man. She thinks that Robbie might be him. Wouldn't blame her. He's an attractive man. Mm-hmm. Um, he He's like, I can, <laughs> I can smell her perfume. And he's like, dude, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And then Craven obviously finds the paper. And he's like, well, she was here. So you must know where she is. It's very unfortunate for Robbie. He's just very like, I unfortunate. really have no idea what the fuck is going on. <laughs> very, very, very. Like, literally zero idea. He doesn't know who Mariah Crawford is. He doesn't know the Spidey stashed her in his apartment. <laughs> and then this dude wearing a fucking lion's head for a vest busts in and is almost crushes him and is like, you try to, you're stealing my woman. I, I I would be very perplexed. Very, very I perplexed. wouldn't know what to think. I would literally think I think this guy's like on bath salts or something. Oh, I should absolutely, probably call the police. <laughs> absolutely. So, uh, Peter is going to. <laughs> speak of coincidences, Mary Jane yeah. just happens to be in an animal themed fashion show, and Peter's going to it. And it, what's really weird here is. <laughs> He's taking his Aunt May's invitation to this event. Because Aunt May can't go. Don't know what busy plan she has, but she just can't attend this yeah. event. But it's Mary Jane's fashion show. Why wasn't Peter just inherently invited to the fashion yeah. show? Uh, it's also worth noting, uh, we do end up finding out that this is like a Hardy Foundation kind of thing. I'm pretty sure that was on the note that mm. Robbie had. Like I think I saw that. Uh, and um, yeah, so Peter shows up, he goes backstage, sees MJ, and she's like, wow, you made it! And he's like, yeah, of course I did, I'm Peter Parker. And uh, he and her embrace, and then he <laughs> goes back out, and uh, they uh, he's watching her on the stage, and he's like, wow, she's so fucking hot. And then Craven bursts in, yes. or no, uh, just before that, I think. Oh, uh, Felicia shows Felicia up. Felicia yeah. comes up, and she's like, Peter, what are you doing here? And he's like, my aunt gave me an invitation. <laughs> what, what are you doing here? And he, she's like, well... You see, this is owned by my family. And uh, she's like, you should take me to the party afterwards. But backstage, Peter and MJ made plans to skip the after party and go out to eat one-on-one. Mm-hmm. And so now he's put in this weird dilemma. And that's when Craven bursts in and is looking for uh, Spider-Man. Now, and... put, put yourself in Peter's shoes here, Kate. I want to know, <laughs> are you going yeah. to on the date with Mary Jane? Or are you going to the after party with Felicia Hardy? I would probably go with Mary Jane, honestly. Agreed. Because I made plans with her already. Yeah, you made plans with her. And Felicia's been kind of flaky already. Like, you don't want that. Uh, yeah, Ma- Mary there, Jane is very much into Peter. Like, we know yeah. that she's into him. Whereas Felicia she's keeps down. going back and forth. Yeah, you don't want that. You want someone consistent. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, MJ is the easy pick in this scenario, I feel like. and and. Uh, I, I feel like I don't know what happens later on. I, I totally forgot. Uh, but you know, I, I would assume Peter picks MJ over Felicia. I know Felicia comes like black cat and stuff, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's there's all sorts of reasons why you should pick MJ over Felicia. It, it doesn't even seem that hard. 
no, no, I, I would have been definitely like, a pick. I would have been beat. like, I can't, Felicia. I have a date. I would have, you know, yeah. I would have been, yeah, in the face like, you missed your chance, bitch. I was like, <laughs> I, you know, I, yeah, I would have been like, yeah, you, sorry, you said, you said you didn't want to date me. Although we don't know because he went on a date with Felicia. Like, it's all very casual. It's all very, very yeah, casual stuff. Yeah. It definitely seems like the relationship between him and MJ is a lot more serious because they're willing to put labels on everything mm-hmm. while she's just kind of like, playing the field i think she's just kind yeah, of like the field too. nothing not looking for anything too serious or whatever yeah. uh yeah. but uh yeah so i i definitely i can i can see why it would cause problems though like i said don't don't date <laughs> don't date multiple people disaster. at once it only ends in disaster I've done it. <laughs> uh, speaking, speaking of uh speaking of disasters craven as you said shows up he can smell spidey because I guess, yeah, I guess that paper he found was an invitation to this event. Somehow this whole fashion show is tied into uh, this, um, uh, you know, Mariah Crawford's work and animal studies or whatever. So Craven shows up. He's like, fuck, I can smell Spider-Man. What the fuck are you doing here? Like, why are all these men in my woman's life? <laughs> uh, is pretty much how he feels about it. Uh, and so they fight and then like Craven's like hanging off a ledge mm-hmm. and he's like, don't let me die. Cause if I die, your friend dies. And then Peter's like, well, let me entertain this idea here. <laughs> <laughs> he hands him his license. Just like, he's like, here you go. And it's like, what? <laughs> so he gives it. Yeah. It gives him Robbie's license. He's like, you have six hours. Uh, and I guess Peter just like figures out that it's at the zoo what 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 happens here so peter yeah there there's like well he's trying to figure it out and he uh i don't remember which happens first does does do we cut back to uh craven's like setting up a trap he's setting up traps yeah and then we cut back to uh peter who i guess gives like a sample of craven's blood yeah to mariah crawford to synthesize an antidote um but yeah i don't really i'm reading like the the wikipedia summary it says uh when spider-man arrives at a laboratory he does not find crawford and is unaware that he missed her by only a few seconds spider-man then decides that he can't let craven call the shots Mm. that he must now hunt the hunter and Spider-Man then sees a sign advertising the Central Park Zoo right? and and realizes that's where he must be. Yes, because in my mind, Cade, I was like, I'm pretty sure he just sees a sign for the zoo and it was like, yeah, I was like, can't be it. I I, I thought so too. Because then, then he does show up at the zoo, and it's like African exhibit or something, and he's like, oh, duh. Duh. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's at the zoo. Craven has Robbie tied up. Uh, and then uh, he, he's, he, he's like, yo, don't make me feed you to my cats. Uh, I, know you've been, I know you've been messing around with Mariah. I'm not happy about it. He's like, uh, Spider-Man should be here soon. I don't, I don't really know what I'm sorry, but I can't remember what his whole plot. He wants to get Mariah back, right? And did yeah, task- he wanted Spider-Man to go find her gotcha. and bring him to her because I think he thought whether he thinks or thought that uh, thinks he thought <laughs> whether he believes that uh, he Spider-Man actually knows where Mariah is. Um, he knows that he can get her. Yes, of course, of course. 
Okay, cool. Uh, so that that's the whole plan. He's going to trade. Yeah. Give me Mariah. I'll give you a friend, Robbie, back. Spider-Man swings to the zoo. Um, and then he sets off all these traps and stuff. He ends up in like a rhino exhibit. Uh, he, he ends up seeing Robbie over like a waterfall. Mm-hmm. And uh, Craven like emerges from the shadows and is like where is she and he's like i don't know yeah, like you're kind of fucking crazy yeah, dude <laughs> like you really think i'm just gonna hand over this innocent woman for you to like yeah. kidnap and take exactly. back to south africa like dude you have not been paying attention this is not how we do things here exactly um, so and yeah they have a fight big but... fight you know like lots of explosions and using the environment in very interesting ways yeah He's i like i like set up a whole i like this whole uh, confrontation i yeah, like it's really the, cool. the traps i like spidey with the animals and then yeah them finally kind of duking it out Gra- do it lots of grappling lots of grappling Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, the scene comes to a head when Mariah shows up. She is like, Craven, Craven, I- I've got a way to make you back into the man that you were. But she runs in, not realizing that there's traps. And she, <laughs> this is a very devious trap. She runs, trip, hits this trip wire, mm-hmm. which <laughs> unlocks a. Um, uh, a pipe or something. A pipe, yeah, just, a huge pipe yeah. of water that shoots at her, knocks her into the um, lion cage, and then also cuts the rope with Robbie hanging over the waterfall. It's very specific. He's you he should just like you should go like work at like one of those fucking toy emporiums or something, and just you know <laughs> create insane exhibits. I think he'd be much better fit for that. Um, but, but it's yeah, it's, so... weird, it's weird to me that there are all these traps, mm-hmm. and you know, obviously Robbie is the bargaining chip for for Craven to mm-hmm. uh, acquire Mariah. But it's kind of crazy to me that he had a trap set up that specifically also like fed Robbie to the the tigers <laughs> or to, to <laughs> crocodiles. Because I'm just like, well, what if Spider Man came in that way? You know, like yeah. Yeah, that wasn't your purpose here. That doesn't, that doesn't seem like a good idea. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> um, it, it, that was bizarre. But anyway, um, then Craven is distracted, obviously, because Mariah, Mariah is um, in a cage with all these lions. So he goes to fight them off. Peter takes this opportunity to save Robbie from being eaten by crocodiles, um, and uh, Craven's in the lion cage. Yeah, I guess Spider-Man he. Gets him out. I guess he kind of yeah. Spidey Spidey shows up at the last minute. He locks the lions back in the cage, but Craven's been wounded. At which point, Mariah's like, "Well, here's an antidote to fix your mm. primal um, prim- condition." Pri- yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um, they, I guess, are like, "We're gonna go back." To-. He's he's like, "I'm back to normal. We're gonna go back to South Africa." Um, because they go which is insane that she was like, right. "Yeah, I'll give you another chance." Like, you know, there are mistakes that can be forgiven. Sure. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's dude... the same thing with the lizard and his wife, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I feel like I don't know. Like, the lizard is a little more understandable because, like, he was an entirely different beast, and like, yeah, I, I get like Craven and some like fucked up stuff going on with him, but like, the lizard was like not hit dr connor's you know mm-hmm. like to an extent and i don't know it's <laughs> i would just be like dude you fucking like kidnapped some reporter just because you 
fought, I was like maybe fucking him. Like <laughs> you tried to feed him to gators, right? Because you smelled my perfume in his apartment Look, and all this other stuff. You, you, we all have crazy exes. We've all oh, yeah. also been a crazy ex. Like sometimes, <laughs> no matter what they do, you come mm-hmm. crawling back. Um, exactly. it, it happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's true love <laughs> and then uh spider-man is like cool job well done spidey and swings off mm-hmm. into the sunset and those are the three episodes there um yeah. all in all i way better than the first batch way better and i think even better than um Obviously, we had the Spider Slayer ones, which we're not huge fans of, but I liked mm-hmm. these villain introductions, I think, in comparison to yeah, the Lizard and Doc Ock. Um, so I would probably r- rate all of these above last week, because I think last week we had Doc Ock was our favorite, then Lizard, then yeah. the two Spider Slayers. This week, I think I would probably say, I'd probably say the Scorpion episode is my fave. Really? Okay. Uh, and I really like the Mysterio episode, but I think that yeah. the Uncle Ben stuff is just kind of yeah weak for me. So yeah, I was gonna put Scorpion there, then Mysterio, and then I think Craven is is my least favorite of the three. But I I, I, I really well, like the episode. Yeah, yeah, they're all really good. Yeah. I I would probably go Craven, Scorpion, and Mysterio. Uh, okay, personally, um, I the the thing I really enjoyed the most about it is. The first four episodes, particularly the the last three of the last batch, was they all felt so identical, mm-hmm. even with the Doc Ock stuff, just because uh, like they all ended in like futuristic looking buildings or something like the the Chrysler building and stuff mm-hmm. like that and, and Oscorp or whatever it was. Um, it, it just all had the same vibe and it, it felt like there was no variety in these three episodes. You're going to the Brooklyn bridge. You're going to <laughs> uh, the mall. You're going to the zoo a fashion show, all these crazy things. And there's, there's so much more variety and spice to it. And there's just a lot more going on that we haven't seen yet. Mm-hmm. And they do a good job pacing it and making sure that there's, enough to keep your interest rather than kind of just repeating the same stuff, which is very, very welcomed. Yeah, agreed. Um, cool. Um, so next week, uh, for those that want to watch along and uh, keep up with the show as we review it, uh, we have episodes 8, 9, and 10, and this, Cade, is the alien costume, parts 1, yeah. 2, and 3. So we get we're getting the symbiote next week, and we get uh, obviously that leads into Venom stuff. Um, yeah, I'm very excited about this. This is a really strong arc from what I remember, and I think that yeah. the way that they do the Venom story uh, in this in this uh, show is is very well done. So I'm very excited to jump into this. Any other do closing you... thoughts or any other? You do want. you remember if they introduced Carnage? Because I know he's a part of the series. Do, do they introduce Carnage in, in these upcoming episodes, or do they come back to that later? I think that's a later... Um, yeah, I think that uh, Carnage is a later... Okay. Uh, yeah. A later introduction. Because there's only yeah, three episodes been... here. Like, we have to get yeah, through Spidey getting the black suit. He has to lose yeah. the black suit, and then, exactly. and then Venom. Venom. So, yeah. Um, and obviously... And it's, and it's interesting because we set up brock eddie brock in 
episodes one, two, and three. Yeah, we didn't see him in any oh, of these. Yeah, but, and uh... then he's just kind of disappeared at this point, and then obviously he's going to come back here. But yeah. this is, um, yeah, so next episode is uh, 8, 9, and 10, and then the, ep- uh, the week after that, we will be finishing out the first season of the show um, with uh, some Hobgoblin action, and then uh, the Chameleon is like the well, there's like one-off awesome. finale episode, which is really bizarre yeah. to kind of have at the very you know like yeah you're not gonna like the you're not gonna end with venom it just venom is or the very Hobgoblin. strange yeah yeah very strange i, I do i do re- remember that that chameleon episode do being being pretty good so like maybe it'll live up to it yeah. um but yeah i'm looking forward it's to also a kid venom. show like it's not like uh you know, <laughs> yeah it's not like a breaking bad it's, yeah it's not gonna be like... ozog season two finale, which I watched <laughs> exactly it was like holy shit <laughs> holy shit yeah. Um, yeah. Cool, Cade. Uh, well, thank you so much for joining me. Remember, yeah, everyone that's listening, if you would like to, if you're listening to this in audio form and would like to watch with us live um, and discuss these episodes with us in the chat, you can go to mixer.com forward slash Great Britom and uh, put in your two cents for how you feel about these episodes. And yeah, next week, episodes 8, 9, and 10, Alien Costume Parts 1, 2, and 3. So until next time, true believers, this has been your friendly neighborhood podcast.